Hello and welcome to Boiled Down. I'm your host, Greg Astley, Orla Director of Government Affairs. Today we have a great interview. We're going to get into grassroots advocacy with Lindsay Miller of the National Restaurant Association. And later we're going to talk with Nicole Peterson with the Orla Advocacy Team. But first, we want to make sure you're getting the most out of your membership. And to help you do that, we like to highlight a benefit you may or may not be aware of. Did you know members get safe discounts with Orla's group program? Orla members get an additional 9% off their annual workers' comp premiums with SAFE if you qualify for the Orla group. You can contact your agent or SAFE directly at 888-598-5880 and ask for an Orla group quote. If you're not a member, visit OregonRLA.org where you can join and start taking advantage of the numerous benefits available to you. And now I'm very excited to introduce our guests. We have Lindsay Miller with the National Restaurant Association Grassroots Advocacy Manager. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. You have such a nice radio voice, Greg. Well, thank you. They always yeah. said I had a face for radio. So. Yeah. I won't comment on that. <laughs> we also have Nicole Peterson, Orla Government Affairs Coordinator, joining us. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you, Greg. This, this is, is Nicole's first time on our podcast. Indeed it is. Very, very exciting. Very excited to have you here. So welcome to Boiled Down. We're going to talk to Lindsay first a little bit about uh, the Kitchen Cabinet Program with the National Restaurant Association or the other NRA. So Lindsay, what can you tell us about the Kitchen Cabinet Program? Um, well, I think it's always good whenever I talk to people about Kitchen Cabinet to kind of start with what grassroots advocacy really is, because I think there can be some confusion around that. And it's really about getting the people that are directly involved in legislation to be active with their community, their legislators on the issues that directly impact them. And the National Restaurant Association realized a few years ago that cities in particular are a hotbed of where a lot of legislation is starting. And we don't always have the best presence there because typically the capital cities are not the same major hubs like Portland, obviously, and Salem are different. Same with Baltimore and Annapolis. New York and Albany. So we really wanted to pour our resources more into the city and get a group of restaurateurs engaged there on the ground level. So Lindsay, uh, where do you currently have uh, kitchen cabinet programs and what kind of events and activities have they undertaken? Uh, we have 18 different kitchen cabinet programs. Um, Portland is the only one on the West Coast. Um, they are mostly in the Midwest and the East Coast, not by any rhyme or reason. It's just that's what state restaurant associations applied for a kitchen cabinet and were approved through our task force. Um, every kitchen cabinet is different. The goal of all of them is to elevate the restaurant community and the local community through goodwill initiatives and meetings with their local legislators. So all of them have to do two goodwill initiatives and all of them have to do two state and local roundtables. And all those goodwill initiatives look different. Um, in Rhode Island, they just completed a toiletry drive for a local shelter. Um, in Milwaukee, we're gearing up to do um, a back-to-school celebration. So different restaurant owners, they rent out a field. They have free food. It's all for the students at Milwaukee Public Schools, and it's the week before they go back. Um, so it's all different. It all is based on what that community wants to do and what that restaurant owners and their group is really passionate about. So in Portland here, we've done shout down for vets, which obviously is goal toward veterans. And then you did two years in a row, you did women who stir the pot, which got a group of women restaurateurs, chefs, bartenders together and 
kind of put them towards one's general mission. And it's also just great. These events give the restaurant owners and staff, the hospitality staff, a chance to meet each other, to bond. And that way they can call somebody when there's maybe a policy or a regulation they don't understand and they don't necessarily want to call you. Not that I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't either. I have no idea. But it's nice to have that peer-to-peer relationship. And I think the Kitchen Cabinet Program really, really deepens that in the cities that it exists in. Yeah, I know we've had a lot of success. We've got over 150 members here in the Portland area, and they've been in communication. Um, And so that's going to be part of what we're going to talk to Nicole about in just a little bit here. But I know uh, some of the other programs have dealt with uh, homeless. Uh, There's been some teen homeless issues and and, uh, getting homeless ready for jobs. Uh, I think North Carolina did a gift cards for guns program, something along those lines. Yeah, it's all over the map, as you can tell. Um, I was, uh, North Carolina also, they had the really bad hurricane last year. Mm -hmm. So we did a big um, silent auction for restaurant owners that were impacted by the um, hurricane, Florence. Um, Milwaukee also, they do three days of Christmas every year, three days, three restaurant groups go into different charities. Um, they bring Santa they, and they also get um, the Milwaukee Bucks involved. So it's really these events, these goodwill initiatives are really based on creating relationships, not only with the restaurateurs, but also different community partners, community leaders, whether that's banks, whether that's the police station, you know, like getting all these groups together and doing something nice to benefit the communities in the restaurants that they serve. A big reason we do these goodwill initiatives is we always want to invite local legislators to them, whether that be the mayor, city council members. And we found that a lot of the times they might not agree with us policy wise on the issues that we fight for, but they are willing to come and help events that benefit the community. And through those events, you really get to organically build these relationships so that the first time our restaurant owners, our our state restaurant associations are reaching out to the mayor, city council member. It's not, hey, can you do this about minimum wage or, hey, I have a disagreement with you on paid sick leave. It's, hey, we're doing this amazing event for the community. Would you like to be involved? And it's really hard for them to say no to that. And then they get to see the value that these restaurants bring to the community. Most restaurant tours are doing this every day, whether it's in the press or not. It just comes naturally to people in the hospitality industry to give back. And through these events and kind of branding them and kind of coordinating them a little more to kind of bring them together in an organized fashion really gets to put a spotlight on all the good that they do and gives them a level playing field and a platform to talk to these legislators when the issues do arise. Sure. So we like to build from the ground up and not our first time that the mayor Wheeler is hearing from Greg is, Hey, I disagree with you on X, Y, and Z. It's high. Please come to this charity event and support it. So for restaurant owners and operators in the Portland area, if they want to be a part of the Portland kitchen cabinet, do they have to be a member of Orla? Do they have to be a member of the NRA? No, not at all. Um, anyone can get involved. It's not just for restaurant owners. Um, Anyone, wait staff, chefs, back of house, everyone is welcome to be involved. You don't have to be a member of Orla. You don't have to be a member of the National Restaurant Association. And it's a good way to like see what the association really is about before joining. And we encourage everyone that wants to be involved in community events and just know more about the industry that you work in to join the kitchen cabinet. Okay, great. Thanks, Lindsay. We're going to take a short break and we will come right back. People in Oregon care about food and wine. That's why we started Bitcork. Bitcork is a new type of wine distributor designed only for restaurants. 
With Bitcork's competitive pricing and no order minimums, we make ordering wine a breeze. Order on the Bitcork app and get your wine delivered same day, even on Saturday or Sunday. Payment by fintech or check on delivery. If you're in the Portland metro and have an OLCC on-premise permit, go to bitcork.io to claim your restaurant, request samples, and find out more. Bitcork, helping restaurants buy artisan wine one bottle at a time. Welcome back to Boil Down. We're discussing government advocacy with Lindsay Miller of the National Restaurant Association and Nicole Peterson, Orla Government Affairs Coordinator. And Lindsay, what does the future look like for the Portland Kitchen Cabinet? And we've just brought on Nicole here now as kind of our liaison between the National Restaurant Association and Orla. Um, she's going to be working with the folks that are on the Portland Kitchen Cabinet. But what do we think is going to be happening in the next six to 12 months? Yeah, I'm so excited that Nicole has joined. Um, Thank you. It, yes, welcome. It definitely makes it tough when you don't have a real organizer on the front end because like we were talking about earlier, you know, restaurant owners are so busy that if you put it on them to organize themselves, it's just not going to happen. Not because they're not passionate about it. It's just that they literally do not have the time. So now that Nicole's on board, she will have the fun job of organizing all the restaurant owners in Portland and getting them excited about not only legislative issues, but what great events we can do for the Portland community. Um, So I think the future looks like a lot of um, meetings with the steering committee and also the greater kitchen cabinet. And at all those meetings, we'd like to invite, you know, commissioners in the past. I know we've worked with commissioner Nick fish a lot. Um, something you guys did in the past was the all user bathroom challenge yeah. where you got all the restaurant owners to change from having uh, gendered bathrooms to yeah. all gender bathrooms. And that's a great initiative right there. And that's really working with the local city um, government and the restaurant owners perfectly and those types of initiatives are something that I think Nicole's really going to jump in on and run with and I'm really excited about that. Well, let's find out from Nicole. So, Nicole, you've been in the job a little while now, and you just almost started to month. do something. Almost a month. Yes. Wow. We'll have a month anniversary for you. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> so now I have that for me. <laughs> what are some <laughs> of the things that uh, that you're doing right now, and how are you getting in touch with our Portland Kitchen Cabinet members? Yeah, so I'm having a lot of meetings uh, with different Portland restaurateurs right now, just kind of almost having like listening sessions of what are the issues that um, have really touched their their restaurants? Like whether it's homelessness, whether it is permit fees, property crime. There's just a lot of different issues that we don't always think about that restaurants have to deal with. I'm, I'm new to this industry, so I'm learning a ton. I've never worked in a restaurant b- before. So it's really interesting to just hear um, people's stories. And, you know, the other day I had to pay... $36,000 in permit fees and it just kind of blows your mind um, when you hear a story like that or just the the permitting that you need to do to replace a skylight window. It's kind of insane. So hearing those stories and then also hearing about what what restaurateurs are doing on their own in their in their communities. Everybody's almost everybody I've talked to has has been involved in various issues from homelessness or um or domestic violence or uh, sexual harassment. Um, there's a lot of issues that restaurateurs are already working on themselves. So kind of like what Lindsay was talking about, just bringing those groups together to be able to collaborate um, instead of doing it in our own little silos. And then just like you said, sort of 
publicizing that to the legislators about here's what's going on. Here's what we're already doing in our community. You might not have even heard about it, but we're out here giving back. I think that's a really important story to tell. So I'm happy to help do that. (laughs) That's great. I know you're already setting up meetings with uh, Mayor Ted Wheeler. And yes. uh, you've got it on your schedule to get some of the other folks involved from uh, Multnomah County commissioners yes. to the Metro commissioners. Yes. Yes, indeed. So I've been contacting, you know, Chair Kafori um, for Multnomah County, President Lynn Peterson, Metro, and some of the commissioners as well in Portland. Like you said, Ted Wheeler, Joanne Hardesty, we're hoping to get in soon. So I think we're going to have a lot of good conversations at roundtables and then once we do have our charity event planned, um, being able to invite those folks just to show what our community is doing, I think is going to be really awesome. And trying to turn those previously adversarial relationships into more collaborative ones, I think goes back to what Lindsay was saying. It helps way more to have, you know, here's what I'm bringing to the table. Here's what I'm doing in my community. It's really important to share that so that we're not always going up and saying, hey, lower these fees. It doesn't really work like that. Sure. Well, I think you make a great point. There are a lot of things that we can find common ground, mm-hmm. not only with each other. Uh, we know that our membership is generally split between Republicans and Democrats. But there are certain key issues around the business community uh, that people do agree on. And uh, we need to figure out what those are and then be able to talk more about them with the elected officials. I think the misperceptions that a lot of elected officials have about restaurants and small businesses in general is something that we can help educate them on. Uh, Most people are very surprised to learn nationally restaurants operate on a profit margin of about three to five percent. Right. Um, which is pretty thin. Very and thin. So when you start talking about a, a 1% or a 2% gross tax or um, employee paid, or excuse me, employer paid sick leave or family leave, suddenly that starts chipping away at that 3 to 5%. And your only other choices are raise your prices, cut your staff, um, you know, cut your expenses somehow. And so um, we need to make sure that the elected officials who are making those rules, those le- those laws, understand the impacts that those are having on restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. And if member and restaurateurs don't get involved, then they don't have a voice. So if you aren't hearing from the me- member, res- or if you're not hearing from the restaurants, then you don't know what their opinion is on these issues. And you can't, you're not going to represent their views. And if they get involved, then that's a way for them to be heard and for all of our ideas to go to the table. Um, I was in a meeting with Mindy Hannon, who's the um, CEO of the Alabama Restaurant and Hospitality Association. And she said something that really struck a chord with me that our members are the association. So if our members are not being active and are not getting out there, then we have no ground to stand on with these legislators because ultimately, we've talked about this before, Greg, legislators don't really want to hear from lobbyists over and over again. They want to hear from the people that it's directly impacting, and that's why grassroots advocacy is so important, and that's why it's key for us to have the Portland Kitchen Cabinet. I think the great thing, too, is everybody likes to go out to eat, right? And so we are kind of in a unique position in the restaurant industry in that, Many of those elected officials will 
go out to eat in the restaurants and you'll have kind of that one-on-one interaction or they'll have had a pleasant experience at your restaurant. And so that can open a lot of doors for us as well. I know, Nicole, you've maybe experienced that in doing some of your research on the mayor's staff. and uh, Oh, absolutely. And yeah. Their, their website where they, they list. They list their favorite restaurants. It's pretty cool. And it's, and it's a recognition that these restaurants are economic development for Portland, for the state of Oregon. Um, their way to generate, you know, more interest in our state, have people come here to see the amazing hospitality that exists in this state. So just educating people on, yeah, they're not doing this to make a ton of money. They're doing it because they love meeting people. They want to welcome people to our state, to our city. Um, and that's a really important story to tell, I think, too. Well, for anyone out there who's listening to this podcast who wants to be a member of the Portland Kitchen Cabinet, how can they get in touch with you to get more information? Well, um, if I could give you my phone number, is that allowed? That'd be great. Yes, phone number and email would be great. Awesome. Yeah, just put it out there. Put it out there. Anytime anybody wants to chat, just just give me a ring. So my number is 971-224-1512. Or if you want to email me, my email is npeterson, P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N, at oregonrla.org. Go ahead and do that, please. We want more involvement from Portland restaurateurs and and be able to build that community out. That's great. Thanks. So for anybody outside of the Portland area, for anybody in the hotel industry, uh, if you're interested in grassroots advocacy, you can uh, talk to me about that. You can reach me at astley, A-S-T-L-E-Y, at oregonrla.org, and we can talk about what's going on in your area. We have several regional leadership teams going on right now and more that we're building to uh, talk about those issues. It's going to be very similar to what we're doing in the Portland area. Um, and so again, you can reach me at astley, A-S-T-L-E-Y at oregonrla.org. Yeah. And if you're interested, something that I've learned and being relatively new at the National Restaurant Association, I think it seems like overwhelming if you look at all the issues and every single thing that happens, and especially in Oregon, there's just legislation after legislation that's impacting the restaurant industry. And it's important to know if you're new to politics or grassroots advocacy, you don't have to jump into every single issue, you know, find a few key issues that are important to you and see how you can get involved in those. And then maybe you'll see, okay, it's really not that hard and you'll take on more issues or you will avoid them for everything you can. Um, And being part of the kitchen cabinet is easy. You know, you don't have to agree with us on everything politically. You get to do really nice things for your community and bond with other restaurateurs. All right. And Lindsay, if anybody wants to get in touch with you about what's going on with the Kitchen Cabinet program or anything else that you're working on the grassroots advocacy side, how would they do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my email is lmiller at restaurant.org. Boom. Pretty easy. So easy. I like it. Yeah. And they can email me about grassroots, about Kitchen Cabinet, about our public affairs conference that we have every um, spring that you guys always bring members to. Yeah, we'd love to see more folks come to D.C. and uh, go up the hill with us and get some good information. You guys always have great speakers at the conferences. Uh, It's a lot of good information there. Yeah, and if you're interested in politics on the local level, it's cool to see it from the kitchen cabinet side and meet with your mayor and city council members and then go to 
the public affairs conference and get to go with you guys on the Hill and meet with your senators and congressmen and really see it on the big scale. All right, we're going to take another quick break and we'll come back with Advocacy Watch. People in Oregon care about food and wine. That's why we started Bitcork. Bitcork is a new type of wine distributor designed only for restaurants. With Bitcork's competitive pricing and no order minimums, we make ordering wine a breeze. Order on the Bitcork app and get your wine delivered same day, even on Saturday or Sunday. Payment by fintech or check on delivery. If you're in the Portland metro and have an OLCC on-premise permit, go to bitcork.io to claim your restaurant, request samples, and find out more. Bitcork, helping restaurants buy artisan wine one bottle at a time. Welcome back. It's time for Advocacy Watch. This is where we boil down some of the local, state, and national government affairs issues that you should be aware of. First up, new bipartisan legislation is being introduced to help restaurants comply with the Affordable Care Act. This legislation directs the Treasury Department to implement an alternative perspective reporting system that couples secure data collection with the efficiency employers need. The voluntary perspective reporting system created under this legislation would make important data available during the exchange enrollment process rather than after a coverage year has ended, and it streamlines the reporting requirements for employers and insurers. Additionally, it protects the privacy of individuals' social security numbers, authorizes the electronic transmission of reporting information, and establishes oversight of reporting verification. The National Restaurant Association supports this kind of legislation, as does ORLA. We know that the IRS has been sending penalty letters called 226J notices about this issue. And if anyone has received one of those, please contact me at astley, A-S-T-L-E-Y, at OregonRLA.org to share your story so that we can pass it along to those officials in Congress. Well, it's wildfire season again here in Oregon. And that has led to a new policy from Pacific Power with regards to the wildfire season. Because of an issue in California with another electrical company, Pacific Power has enacted a policy that uh, would allow them to shut down power in areas where there are wildfire conditions. uh, If they're sustained and if they deem that to be a concern, They will be proactively shutting down power if conditions warrant it, and it would be a last resort measure. The areas affected include Josephine County in southern Oregon, which would include Roseburg, Medford, and Grants Pass, and Hood River County. Pacific Power did host a series of community open houses in the southern Oregon area. They did have one planned for Hood River, uh, which had to be canceled, and we will keep you informed as to when that gets rescheduled. The county in Hood River is still trying to figure out how they can deal with this as well. They're asking hospitals and other emergency facilities to provide emergency plans if power is shut off. So what this all boils down to is that Pacific Power will alert account holders three to seven days out when possible. They will alert account holders 48 hours in advance, then 24 hours, then two hours, and then one hour in advance whenever possible. Conditions will have to be sustained and will include the presence of dry vegetation and other potential wildfire fuel, high winds, low humidity, and real-time observation from on-the-ground experts. Pacific Power will also be using email, phone, and text to alert account holders. They've also stressed that this would be a last resort measure to prevent wildfire spreading or starting. 
For more information, you can visit the Orla website at OregonRLA.org, where we will provide updated information as we receive it. And finally, curious about what laws were passed in the 2019 legislative session? Come to the Orla Hospitality Conference, sponsored by Summit Cleaning and Restoration, September 16th and 17th in Seaside. You can register your entire team today at orlahospitalityconference.com. One of the breakout sessions will be a legislative recap, including important deadlines and information you need to know to implement and comply with the new laws that will impact your business in 2020 and beyond. Our listener question is about plastic straws and the new law that was passed, Senate Bill 90, in the 2019 legislative session. Greg, are just plastic straws on request only, or are all straws on request? Appreciate the question, and the answer is only plastic straws are available upon request. Any other straws, if they're paper or bamboo or wood-based, metal, uh, those can be distributed just to customers uh, without having without them having to ask for them. So it will only be plastic straws that need to be available upon request, and that is statewide. So please keep the emails coming to info at OregonRLA.org. Let us know not only your government affairs questions, but also your opinions, and tell us what's going on in your area. I'd like to say thank you again to Lindsay Miller, the National Restaurant Association, and to Nicole Peterson, Orla Government Affairs Coordinator, for joining me today. I'm your host, Greg Astley, Director of Government Affairs for Orla. Thanks for listening.